They cannot travel to Russia. Yes, we do not want you. No Seth Meyers in yeah. Russia. Milwaukee. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Seven twelve on Wisconsin's Morning News. Mired in the thick soup of the. International sanctions placed on Russia. The Russians are striking back. Yeah. So, with a decisive blow. Mm-hmm. This one's going to hurt. Russia's Ministry of Foreign Affairs announcing it's banning a list of Americans in response to President Biden's sanctions, right? So that list includes former President Barack Obama. Okay. Several senators, notable political figures, and late-night TV hosts. <laughs> Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Kimmel, and Seth Meyers all on the banned list from entering Russia that by the Russian government. They cannot travel to Russia. Yes, we do not want you No Seth Meyers in yeah. Russia. And why would that be? Well, because they make fun of Russia on their show. Okay, yeah. Over and over you and over. You make fun of us, you don't get to come here then. So this was announced yesterday. I was all excited because I was like, oh, they're going to have such fun with this on their shows. And then... Nope. <laughs> and there is a writer's strike. Writer's so. strike. The shows aren't new. Nothing. Nothing. Debbie mentioned before, you've got to have writers on the picket line right now going like, This oh, is cold, right? Man. right? This is cold. God, can we come back for a day? Yeah, just cross the picket line. <laughs> for one day. I, just, I, just, I got such good jokes on no, this. They're writing notes. They're putting it in their back pocket for when they come back. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, hopefully. I hope it's soon. I just don't get What's the play here, Russia? Uh, I don't know, to look strong for their people. What, maybe? by We do not Jimmy like Kimmel? comedy yeah. in Madarasha. Yes. You know who's not on the list, though? You noted this. Jimmy Fallon. We like Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> oh, He's okay. funny. Jimmy's funny. He makes Jimmy us laugh. Good. Yes, it makes us laugh. American funny men. Yeah. We welcome, G- we welcome Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> he's more of a sympathizer. <laughs> right, so now he's going to get branded some Soviet stooge. <laughs> yeah. right. What's he up to that he's not right. on the band list? Curious. Hmm. Don't you want to be on the band list? <laughs> uh, no, Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon is very funny. He can come. The rest of you, not funny. Banned from Russia. You got to pitch the sports now. Right. With Brandon Snyde, also not funny. Banned from Russia, U.S. military stooge. How about the Good. brewers? Capitalist pig does. <laughs> brewers also banned from Russia. Is no good. You do the sports cast while probably not. Action, right? <laughs> right. Okay. Sports is sponsored by Holiday Automotive at Highway 23 in Fond du Lac. Holiday Automotive. It's worth the trip. How do you say boat race in Russia? Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After dropping two out of three in Tampa Bay over the weekend, the Brewers were back in Milwaukee on Monday to welcome in the Astros. And, oh boy, did Houston have liftoff at American Family Field. 2-1 delivery. Maldonado. Way back and going to get way out of here. The Astros' offense was busy all night, hitting four solo homers off starter Corbin Burns as Houston went on to beat Milwaukee by a final score of 12-2. The crew will look to rebound tonight with Colin Ray on the mound. That first pitch is all set for 640. You see they brought in Mike Brasso to pitch the ninth? Scoreless ninth, though. Right. Great line for Brasso. Did better than the rest of the bullpen. Right. One walk, no hits. That nice works. job, Mike. <laughs> Over to the NFL as Green Bay, Wisconsin has been selected to host the 2025 NFL Draft. According to President Mark Murphy, 
The process began all the way back in 2016, and he even admitted it was not an easy task. It's it's very rigorous. I mean, it's not. It's it's basically right behind bidding on a Super Bowl. And and really, you know, you think about what the league has done. They have gradually built us into a major event. The impact it's going to have on us, and because of that, you've got a lot of cities that want to host it because they know the economic impact and what's going to make it special in Green Bay is the passion of our fans, the way they support our team, not only Lambeau Field. But when we travel, I know our fans are really going to be excited about having a draft here in Green Bay. Over 300,000 fans were in attendance for this year's draft in Kansas City. Lastly, over to the NBA as the Denver Nuggets hang on late to send the Los Angeles Lakers home for the season, completing the four-game sweep. This one by a final of 113-111. to It is Denver's first-ever NBA Finals trip in their 47-year franchise history, the Miami Heat. We'll look to follow suit tonight against Boston in South Beach after thoroughly beating the Celtics in Game 3 to go up three games to none. Tip-off for Game 4 will begin at 7.30. Coming up, rainforest revealed in the new Milwaukee Public Museum. That story next. Eric, you can't play because you already heard this and you know what it is. But if you're listening right now, see if you can identify this sound. It's quite germane to the story I'm about to share with you. I promise you have heard this sound before. That is the male howler monkey. What's that got to do with this story? Later today, the Milwaukee Public Museum will do its final gallery reveal for the future museum set to open in 2026. I ha- As I have in the last several of these reveals, I've learned some of the information that will be released later today a bit early, and I'm sharing it with you this morning. The Howler Monkey <laughs> is in the current museum. I can't remember. I, I can't remember. Do you have to push a button to hear him? Or does he just go off from time to time? No idea. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? I do know of the monkey. Yes. yes, he's in the rainforest exhibit. He's up there in the trees, like that second level there. And when he howls like that, he lights up, so it calls attention to where he is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't remember if you push a button to hear him or if he just, from time to time, just starts his howling. But I have learned that that monkey is among the artifacts to be making the trip over to the new museum. And he's going to be part of the fifth and final gallery to be revealed. It is called Rainforest. That big old hollowed-out tree from the rainforest, the sloth, the anaconda, and those big hanging nests that look kind of like burlap sacks that hang down from the trees, those also will be making the trip over. And the museum has told us, as, as often as we're willing to listen, we're not lifting out whole exhibits and just dropping them in the new museum space, but some things that people really like and enjoy and have told us are important to them, those things will make the trip and find a home in the new museum. Just a flavor, some yeah. flavor of... Our history. So they'll be incorporating those old favorites into yeah. the new rainforest exhibit. And this kind of sticks with the theme that we've heard from Think Design. That's the team that's actually drawing up the plans for the new museum space. As always, we are looking at ways to bring what is nostalgic and what's powerful and pe- what people remember to the future museum. But we'll also say there's always going to be some surprises. That's Helen Diviak. She is from Think Design. So you're going to hear from her again later this morning when this design is fully revealed. What else can I tell you? The new Rainforest Gallery will be, quote, highly immersive. So, again, kind of imagine being surrounded by the trees and these artifacts, much like the exhibit is now. It will also have living collections. This is new. 
potentially featuring poison dart frogs, tarantulas, or other creatures that can be found in the rainforest. So instead of just the stuffed thing or a, what do they call that? Taxidermy? Yes. These are going to be real and alive. So kind of a museum meets the zoo. <laughs> Probably, I, I imagine some museum official there talking about, oh, this is the tarantula. This is what he does. You know, here's your dart frog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The gallery will also include, yes, the beloved butterfly exhibit. Same deal like we have right now. You will be able to go inside a space and walk around there amid but the bigger, butterflies. Better, more Seems awesome. like it. I don't have the specs on it specifically. I just have the rendering. The rendering looks much like what we're used to in the current museum space. Also a stunning rendering of the rooftop terrace. This is going to be super cool. It's the Bucyrus rooftop terrace will reconnect visitors to the outdoors and the natural world after time spent losing themselves among the galleries and exhibits. So in addition to space to walk around and sit among the gardens, the terrace will function as an outdoor classroom and observation area. Visitors will be able to smell, touch, and see the natural world nestled right into the city of Milwaukee skyline. Looks like it'll have a great view of the skyline. It'll be an event space as well. I think we had a Christmas party back in the old journal days at we the did. museum, right? That was awesome. Yeah, super cool place. So if you can rent out a space, be up on the rooftop of the new museum. It's supposed to be six floors. So you're kind of up there, elevated. Have a wedding up there, maybe? Sure you could. I bet. I I bet you there's extreme interest in something like that. Talk about a really cool and unique space. So, And then also, to sustain the future museum, a revenue generator for them as well. The full reveal is due out later this morning. If you want to see the renderings I've been talking about, we have obtained them here at WTMJ. You can text the word MUSEUM to the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line MUSEUM to 855-616-1620. We've got uh, pictures of those galleries up there right now. So this is the fifth and final reveal. They've been sort of slow rolling out each one of these galleries. What do we have now in total? You have Time Travel, which is the one with the dinosaurs. Wisconsin Journey, and that's the one with geological wonders and such from around Wisconsin, mm-hmm. our different climates and things. Milwaukee Revealed, that's the one with, I guess, the, the sister exhibit to the streets of old Milwaukee. Living in a Dynamic World and Mixing Zones, and that was sort of... Um, these different ecosystems, how they affect how people live. And then finally here, the rainforest, which will contain the butterflies and the rooftop terrace. Now, the museum doesn't open for a bit yet. I mean, it's gonna... 26. So what are they going to continue to do? Because I thought this has been a great way to continue to be in the news, continue to help fundraise. What are they going to do now since they've already unveiled? What's these? the next rollout? Yeah. I mean, I think there are still spaces that we haven't seen designed. What are they doing okay. in terms of restaurants? What are they doing in terms of... The rest of the physical space of the museum. So I would expect that to be rolled out in the coming weeks. Again, text the word museum to the old National Bank talk and text line 855-616-1620. At 742, again, just a reminder, you can text the word museum to the old National Bank talk and text line, which is 855-616-1620, old National Bank, get old. Text the word MUSEUM, 855-616-1620. We'll send you uh, several of the renderings of the new, the last of the permanent galleries that will make up the space in the 2026 opening new Milwaukee Public Museum is being revealed later today, but we've got it ahead of time here, Eric. So when they start moving some things over to the new location, which is years away, yes, 
Do they have to pack it up all real nice, or since it's only a couple of blocks, can you just throw that in the back of the truck? <laughs> like when you're moving, but you're kind of in the same neighborhood yeah, or just yeah. across town. Right. Like, honey, do we really need to put all the right. the bubble wrap around it? I'll just throw it in the back of the car. Just I'll drive back it a over. pickup, right? Your buddy brings his truck over, <laughs> yeah, and you're like, right. I don't know. We just, you just got like a lamp mm-hmm. just by itself. I'll just put it on my lap right. and drive it over. I hope not. I, I would guess with the artifacts, they'll be a little I'll bit take more care careful. of those. Yes. Okay. Text the word museum to the old National Bank talk and text line 855-616-1620. Brewers manager Craig Council, our guest next in Brewers 360. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Following a six-game road trip, the Milwaukee Brewers were back at home Monday night to host Houston. And the Astros went on to thoroughly beat the crew, this one by a final score of 12 to 2. Corbin Burns got the start for the Brewers, throwing five innings of work and allowing five earned runs. The Brewers are back at it tonight against those Astros. First pitch is scheduled for 6 40. Brewers 360 is sponsored by Holiday Automotive, and on Tuesdays, we are joined by the manager of your Milwaukee Brewers, Craig Council. Morning, Craig. Good morning. So uh, Brandon just gave the score. Obviously, not a great night at the yard for the crew. I will read the pitching line on Mike Brasso. Zero runs on zero hits and just one walk. But he's not the guy you want pitching the ninth for you since he's your third baseman. <laughs> I guess, does Mike know that he might get the call in that situation? Yeah, he does. Uh, he's done a great job of it over the last couple of years. Um, and it's a kind of good way just to you know, finish the game off. The game obviously didn't go well and it's, it's, uh, wasn't a good day, but, uh, adds a little levity to the situation. And, um, he always does a great job with it and, um, put up a scoreless inning and got us through it. I always wonder about that skip. If you have a couple of guys that are like, Hey, you know what? I, I'm loose. I pitched a little bit in high school. I'm good. If you need me. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's like, there's a lot of guys that say they'll do it. It's, it's not as easy as, as Mike has made it look. Um, you know, throwing strikes is, you know, when, when you actually get out there is harder. So, um, it's gotta be someone who's, uh, kind of understands it. And Mike's Mike understands it really well. And like I said, he, he throws strikes. Um, it's not a contest of how hard you throw. It's almost just, just throw strikes and try to get out of there as fast as you can. Did you ever do it? I did not. No. Did you ever want to? Nah, not really. No. I mean, it was, you know, it's, it's it's not something I ever <laughs> cared about, but um, but it's valuable. I mean, I mean, Mike said it three or four times last year, and it it um, it's subtle, but it's uh, something that can help a team the next next couple days. I bet, I bet the guys really get behind them. Are they like <laughs> fired up for it? Yeah, they enjoy it. They they, they do enjoy it. Um, he got two strikes on a guy yesterday, and he, even the fans, you know, were. were <laughs> yeah you know, hoping for a strikeout. Um, so it's, like I said, there's a little bit of fun in the situation after a, a day that didn't go so well. So who's the craftiest guy throughout your career that probably never pitched but could really throw some dirt? Um, well, there's, I mean, there's, there's guys with good arms. I mean, I think that's, I think what everybody's thinking is like somebody like Brian Anderson, who's got a great throwing arm, you know, how, what, what would his velocity be? Um, but it still wouldn't be what we see guys uh, that that do this for a living pitch at. You know what I mean? So um, it's slower is better. Strikes are better. Uh, you throw strikes and hope they hit it at people. 
Brewers manager Craig Council with us on Brewers 360. All right, Brewers and Astros again tonight at American Family Field. Let's hope we see Devin Williams in the ninth tonight, Skip. That's perfect. Sounds great. Good plan. 748. Thanks, Craig. On Wisconsin's Morning News, Mark Tauscher joins us next. Idea Man. Like, I got a hundred questions here of understanding how a goldfish became part of your kid's baseball. So Innovative. <laughs> and it's working. It's working. You got to keep it going. They're over 500 with the fish. And Packers Hall of Famer. Well, just wait. Over 500 is considered working. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by fellow windows and doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News is sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and by Kohler Services. Tausch, we just had Craig Council on for the Brewers, and Brewers were getting boat raced last night. So just to save some arms, he brought in a position player. Mike Brasso, the third baseman, is in there throwing the ninth inning for the crew. So I'm wondering... Do you ever want to run that guard eligible play, tackle eligible play? <laughs> you, want to, you want to be the William Refrigerator Perry and get the handoff? Uh, yeah, I, I want to do that when the game was close, though, too. I didn't really need that to be every – I always tell people, you know, when, when it comes to playing in the NFL, I, I don't know any kids when you start looking at Pop Warner, 7th, 8th grade football, you don't hear kids saying, man, do I want to be an O-lineman. That just doesn't happen. Your body and how you eat and everything else, you kind of grow into that. So everybody wants to be the skill player, the posi- you know, the pitcher if it's in baseball. So I, I did have, um, I did get a chance to try and catch a couple passes. And anytime you get to do it in practice, it was always. I think coaches do that a lot just because you know practices get monotonous and it can kind of just repeat itself over and over. There's always added juice, whether it's we used to do punt catches off the jugs machine for curfew, and they'd send an O-line and a D-line guy out there and wanted to see. I think it mainly was for comedic relief because you wanted to see people stumbling and falling all over the place. (laughs) But typically, we would catch the punts. You'd do that. That was what I think all of us wanted to do, but for, I guess, the betterment of the team. That's something that we usually didn't do, and as the case was last night, and if there's if you're looking for me or you know David Bakhtiari to go catch touchdowns, it's either the game has gotten completely out of control or you've kind of run out of ideas, and that's, I think, what happened. <laughs> Neither one are good. We did have an O-lineman who auditioned for punter once because our guy was down and just kind of like what you said. Coach just said, this is high school, but Coach just said, all right, who wants to step up and give it a try? And big old Steve Maxey gets in there. Coach said, any of you try to block that, you'll end up in a tree. <laughs> Steve Maxey. Yeah, I I think uh, <laughs> That's you know, who it was. I used to kick off. I, I used to kick off, uh, but that was because we only had 12 or 13 kids that played, and you'd, you'd just try to find stuff, but... I think there's there's always that uh, the novelty of it gets the gets a little juice going, and then sometimes you can be surprised. You know, the fridge uh, you just talked about scored a touchdown in a Super Bowl, much to the chagrin of Walter Payton and some other Bears fans. But you, you, sometimes you throw those things out there, and all of a sudden you find something. Whether it's uh, you know a position player that can throw a knuckleball, or you just never know. Sometimes you can really find some crazy things when you try different stuff out.
Hey, Tom, so huge news announced yesterday regarding the NFL. The draft in 2025 will be held in Green Bay, presumably outside the stadium or maybe in the atrium. I guess I'll have to figure that part out, but that's a huge boon for that area. It is. And you know what? It's kind of bothersome, and I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but we're obviously all proud of the state, and we always want big events coming here. But the amount of just foolishness that is talked about about why it shouldn't be there this isn't the super bowl you don't need seven billion hotel rooms because really you know, the only thing that green bay would be lacking in my opinion to be enough space from a you know, hotel standpoint this is going to be fantastic this is uh, the one of the most iconic sports venues in the world and they're going to be able to show it off and the fact that green bay has went through, and I give Mark Murphy a lot of credit. We give him a lot of a lot of flack for this tubing hill and some of the other stuff, but being able to get Title Town up and then getting the new convention center and having Lambeau Field and Title Town be focused and have the world come down on it, I think is going to be fantastic. And for everybody, I you know Rob Domofsky, uh the ESPN beat reporter. He's kind of worried about it. Things are going to work themselves out. The NFL always will figure that piece of it out. And I think the amount of work that the Packer officials have put in to getting this up there, it is going to be a great, great weekend of showcasing what Green Bay is all about. And it's going to be a boon, at least that's what the reports are, financially what you're going to bring in. So, I think all of us that are here couldn't be more excited about it. I think it's going to be a great time to showcase what Lambo's all about. You know, and you know this, Tausch, from where teams stayed in relationship to various venues. I mean, like, you got to look at Green Bay outside of Green Bay proper and even Brown, Brown County. You've got Appleton, Oshkosh, Manitowoc across on the other side, and even as far south as Sheboygan, all within the same amount of drive time from hotel to venue that you would have in some major cities if you incorporate the traffic into that equation. Uh, it's not only that. I mean, I, we went out to a Super Bowl when it was supposedly San Francisco, and they had everything based in San Fran. And then the Super Bowl is 45 minutes, and that's yeah. with no traffic. Right. Getting out to Santa Clara. So for everybody that's you know trying to do it in Chicago or there was a Super Bowl in Houston, you couldn't get anywhere less than 90 minutes. So I think... Uh, I understand why there's skepticism, but I think it's more, there's just a lot of elitism, in my opinion, especially from some of the big city folk that don't want to, hey, come check it out, and I'm going to guarantee you're going to have a great time, instead instead of kind of looking at it from the, well, it's not a big metropolitan area. Get over yourselves. That would be my piece of advice to you. Agreed. 7.58 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Thanks, Tausch. You bet. Business headlines are up next. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Teddy Nichol. The Roundhouse Beer Garden in the McKinley Marina will open for its second season in business on May 25th with live entertainment, new menu items, and free beer. It will feature live music on Sunday nights, outdoor yard games, and a bring-your-own-pint discount on beer. A unique condo in downtown Milwaukee's luxury Kilbourne Tower will hit the market Thursday for $3 million, making it the most expensive Milwaukee condo on the sale block. The current owner is a well-known Milwaukee entrepreneur and philanthropist who bought it in 2010. 
Consumer spending in downtown Milwaukee is growing faster than the U.S. average and more than it was before the pandemic. The spending uptick is driven by leisure, hotel, and retail purchases, and it's an indication that the downtown economy is rebounding. I'm Teddy Nykel with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.